Welcome to episode 14 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Saturday, uh, Saturday the 22nd of June, 2000, 2019, babies. Halfway through the year. It was the longest day, apparently, yesterday here in the UK, Scotland, Wales, England. Um, yeah, the longest day, apparently, yesterday. Um, so I was told I don't keep abreast, kinky, I don't keep abreast of these things, um, but mother, uh, my mother told me yesterday when she came around to see me, it, did you know it is the longest day? I did not, mother, I did not. Um, but yeah, that seems to be a bit lost these days, doesn't it, all those things. Hey man, do you know it's a pagan festival? Uh, don't the pagans celebrate the longest day or something like that? They all gather around in the fucking bed sheets and go up to Stonehenge. I don't know. Do they do that? Do they still do that now or has that been banned? I imagine that's been banned. Somebody who got fucking attacked by someone in a bed sheet <laughs> put, made a petition and stopped that. It triggers me, baby. It triggers me. Every time I do my laundry, I'm reminded of it. Um, yeah, it's Saturday, people. It's 8.30 at night. Ben, why aren't you gigging? Uh, because it got cancelled. Got cancelled last minute, my gig, and I am not gigging this evening. I had the opportunity as well. I got offered another gig and turned it down because I was already gigging. Uh, to gig on the Isle of Wight. Sounds racist. Probably is. Uh, the Isle of Wight privilege, I imagine it is these days known as. Um but I was offered a gig uh, on there. I've never been to the Isle of Wight. I don't know anything about it. Uh, basically, it's a little island. Um, it's all in the name. Uh, it's a little island off the south coast of England. Uh, and uh, I think you can only get there by ferry or something like that. I don't know. I don't think it's that far away. Uh, it's on the arse end of England. And... Um, yeah, I was offered a gig there, but uh, I, I didn't take it, people, because I already had a gig, and then my gig got cancelled today, man, which happens every now and again, uh, and you just have to suck it up and take it. So, um, yeah, uh, that was uh, that's what I'm in tonight, people, and it's 8.30, as I said, in the evening. Still bright sunshine outside. Still bright sunshine outside. The rain has stopped. Why are you giving us a weather report, Ben? Because it's finally could be summer, people. Finally. It could be our second summer we're having. We had about a week of it a couple of weeks ago where it was nice, and it's come back nice again. Glorious. Drinking tea, thinking about invading other countries. That's how we're proud to be English again. Proud to be English. Uh <laughs> Walk that tightrope, Ben. Walk that tightrope. Um, yeah. So what have I been up to this week? I've been gigging quite a bit. Obviously not tonight. Um, I've been doing some new stuff in clubs uh, this week. Nice little gig in Melton Mowbray on Thursday night. I've done that gig twice, man. Twice before um, in the last three years. And I died on my fucking ring piece every time I did it. Every time, both times I've done it before, I died on my ring piece. This week, though, old Benny, come back with some new stuff in the middle, doing a bit of new stuff for 10 minutes in the middle. 
And uh, it went all right. It was okay. It was nice. There's uh, might be some nuggets in there. Needs a bit of work. Forgot half of it when I was on stage, even though it was written on the back of my hand. I don't know why I do that because I don't even look at the back of my hand um, at gigs. Uh, I just write you there. I think, like, somehow through the power of my own skin, I'll be able to remember what I have clawed into the back of my hand with a biro. Um, but unfortunately, I'd wash my hands before I went on stage and it was a bit smudgy anyway. Um, and it just looks as though uh, you're highly unprofessional going on. You might as well go on stage with notes rather than writing on the back of your hand. But for some reason, it just seems like I'll remember it better if it was written on uh, my hand. But I forgot half of it uh, and then finished on um, a little bit that was related to it. Um, a little bit of older stuff that I've added stuff to. I know. Just slash and burn it, Ben, instead of keep adding to it. I know. I know, people. I know. But, um, yeah, there was a nice little bit I added to that, so that was quite nice. The new uh, opening went across quite well, um, which I was quite happy with because they're quite an older... It was in Melton Mowbray, home of the pork pie. Um, I think, yeah, Mount Mowbray's got one of those things like champagne, I think. You know, like you can only call it a Mount Mowbray pork pie if it comes from a certain fucking distance around Melton Mowbray. Yeah, it's not a Mount Mowbray pork pie if it doesn't come from, you know, one mile radius of where the first ever fucking pork pie was made. Um, yeah, it's one of those places, like Champagne. You have the Champagne region, don't you? And they can't call it Champagne. I imagine that's why they invented Prosecco. Um, that's probably not true, to be honest. That, hey, that's just me thinking. Uh, but yeah, it was quite a nice, um, quite a nice little gig. I managed to uh, inadvertently fuck up somebody's date. Uh, there was an older couple. Uh, I didn't find this out until after the gig talking to an older couple on the front row of a gig, and it was their first date. First date, they must have been in their 50s. Things haven't gone wrong. There's a lot of baggage they were covering with them. That's all that happens when you date over your 40s, by the way. You're just inheriting issues that other people have given people. That's it. And then you've got to deal with all of that shit that some other geezer has put in their fucking head about, like, them having a fat ass or, like, them being insecure about, and then you have to take on board other shit that guys have given women. Uh, so I managed to uh, fuck up a uh, a first date, like uh, as somebody said, like uh, on a post on Facebook. So it must be true. Um, but they were an odd couple anyway. That weren't going to work out. You could tell they were just like odd around each other. I know. I know it's a first date. You're never going to be completely yourself, are you? You know, uh, I've never been completely myself on a first date ever because you're trying to impress people, aren't you? You're trying to, you know, you hide all them little foibles about yourself and that weird shit. Maybe be, you know, not drop the C word in on a first date. You know, maybe hold back a few fucks, you know, just to, uh, you know, you treat it like going around to see your grand don't you? First date, that's it. You know, you're probably going to get a kiss at the end. That's it, kiss on the cheek. That's it, one of them slobbery kisses from your grand. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, you treat a first date like going around to see uh, your, one of your, your grandma, don't you? You know, you're polite. You thank them for things. You know, rifle through their uh, purse when they've gone to the toilet. <laughs> Try and get some money out of it. Uh, well, uh, my grand doesn't, my nan doesn't listen to this anyway, to be honest. So uh, she'll never know. She'll never know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I managed to fuck up uh, like a pat, allegedly fuck up a date. I don't know. They were, they seemed a bit stuffy, really. You know, it's going to be one of those boring relationships that they've got into in their 50s. You know, one just before you die. It's great. We do a lot of walking together. One of them sort of relationships, I imagine. I imagine they were happy as anything and then just discussed um, how uh, how uh, offensive one of the acts was and bonded over that and maybe had a little holding hand session and a kiss on the cheek and that's it. You ain't getting any further than that at the age of 50 on a first date, I tell you. Um, so, uh, yeah, they were just... yeah. Ugh. Just, uh, oh, they look dull. You know, like how people, like, in their 50s and that, just look, they dressed, they were both in beige, you know. I think he had uh, cream chinos on, and they just all look beige, both of them together, you know. No sort of, like, you know, sitting there, folded arms. No welcoming body language. But that's what happens, you know. That guy could have been, like, a... A right player in his 20s, he's fucked it up completely and now he's had to settle for somebody else who's had a tragic sexual history, I imagine. And, uh, yeah, and now they... Who goes to a comedy club and sits on the front row on a first date? What's wrong with these people? And then expects everything to go great. You know, uh, first date, you know... You try and find something out about people, don't you? You know, you go for a drink. That's the first date. Not going to a comedy club and sitting on the front row. You keno. Hey, just showing I've got a, a personality here, baby, by taking you to a comedy club. Hey, I'm great with this. And then I walk on stage, effing and blinding. <laughs> Welcome to your first date, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, that was uh, that was quite amusing. It was amusing for me, I imagine, and amusing for uh, the rest of the audience, but I imagine for those people, it was a uh, quiet car journey on the way home uh, after I spoke to him. But um, yeah, so that was quite good. Uh, that was nice. It was nice running out some new stuff. Uh, saw a couple of acts I know as well. Oh, Johnny Pearson, that was his gig. Um, London-based Johnny Pearson. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was comparing it. Uh, Matt Bragg was on as well, and Nick Page of Britain's Got Talent fame. Uh, he was headlining, but I was just doing some uh, new stuff in the middle, and it was quite nice, quite a relaxed vibe. I actually went on stage and uh, did the thing that most people wouldn't do, and uh, what tell him to fuck off immediately, Ben? No, that wasn't it. Um, it's nice to have a healthy contempt for your audience, but, um, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't what I did at the start. Uh, I just actually, I was honest. I just said, like, it's nice to be here. I didn't do that thing of like going, yeah, you only play this club twice in your life. Once on the way up. 
I'm once on the way down. It's nice to be back. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, I did the, um, I just said it's nice uh, nice to be here-ish, to be honest, because I've died on my ass. Uh, the last two times I was here doing new stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm giving you one more chance. And uh, that sort of contempt uh, went quite well for me. Uh, but it was it was uh, it was an interesting gig and worthwhile, worthwhile. Uh, there's some new stuff in there, which is which is hopefully. I know you never know. It's always difficult doing new stuff because you get excited about it. You usually do it like the first time you ever do new stuff. It's quite exciting, and uh, you've got that energy behind it, and it it might go well. And then you, you realise that the second time you do it. The energy's not gone. You've probably done it in a different way. You're not quite as excited because you think, ah, this is working. And you rest on your laurels a little bit and then you'll die on your ass and then you have to go back and rework it. And that's the way it goes. And then inevitably you'll drop it anyway. <laughs> it's all futile people. Um, yeah, so what else have I been up to this week? I tell you what, I put the old video cameras up this week. I am stalking my neighbours now. Uh, watching the neighbours. Um, not as often actually. It's fucking. It started to fucking annoy me actually. To be honest, getting uh, uh, the uh, uh, announcements coming. Up. Announcements is the, the wrong word, isn't it? Updates on my uh, phone saying there is motion at your front door camera. I know that was me. Stop stalking me, front door camera. I just went outside the front of my house. I know. It was just me doing that, all right? I'm not, you know, alert me when a burglar's coming. That's it. That's all I want to know. I don't need an update every five minutes when a fucking bird flies by, you know, or a bee. Fucking hell. That was that was one of the things, a bee. Like, I got about four alerts earlier today because a bee kept coming back. It's a camera, Mr. Bee. Leave it alone, yeah? It's not a flower. Stop trying to have sex with it or whatever you do with flowers. Um... Hey, video camera, you're looking good today. Fuck off, Mr. B. Just stick with the flowers. Um, Yeah, one interesting thing that I didn't realise I had done until I fell asleep on the sofa, I was fucking around with a camera and left it on. On the the desk I have... uh, It's not a desk. It's a coffee table, Ben. Coffee table. It sounds... I treat it like a desk, though. I drink, uh, I drink coffee at my coffee table. Really, Ben, this is insightful things. Yeah, I do. But I do a lot of writing on my coffee table as well because it's the right height when I'm sitting on my sofa, as I am now. Um, but I left the camera on there uh, and it was like facing me um, because I've been fucking around with it and testing it out and that sort of thing. Uh, and then decided to have a little kip with the camera still recording. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, ever seen yourself sleep, but it is a fucking... Oh, I'm a mental case. I woke up to about 25 alerts where I'd been kicking my legs, rolling over. At one point, I had um, my hand on the side of my head and I was like lying flat. I'm actually acting this out at the moment. You can't see this. I was lying flat and then put my other hand on my left hip. So I had my my right hand on the right side of my face and my left hand uh, on my left hip. Like I was sleeping whilst modelling for a bikini shot. 
uh, and then rolled over, and I'm a miserable sleeper. Talking in my sleep, I never knew I did that. Just angry, uh, fucking, fucking, uh, like I haven't got it all out in the day. Um, so I need to carry it over to my sleep. You know, all of the uh, all of the things coming out of me. It was nice though. I felt refreshed after I woke up, but it's fucking weird. I've watched these programs on TV before where you um, where you watch people sleep and that sort of thing. <laughs> Essentially, Big Brother. That's all that was, weren't it? Half of the time, just watching people sleep with the old bird tweet 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 in the background. And um, uh, yeah, I've I've never seen myself sleep before, so that was a revelation. Uh, fuck knows, you know. No wonder I wake up and I'm knackered every day. I get up. As I get older, and the first thing you say is, oh, fuck it now. Knackered already. How can you be more knackered when you wake up than when you go to sleep? I'll tell you why. Because when you're kicking your legs, doing a marathon in your sleep, doing a bit of modelling, posing for the camera, uh, that's why. But, yeah, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I don't know if anybody else, you know. I know there's people out there who... uh, Say, uh, who uh, can't can't sleep, whatever that's called. What the fuck is that called? Insomnia. Fucking, there it is. Right from the back of the brain comes through. Yeah, I know people who, oh, God. People with insomnia. Oh, hey, man, I'm so switched on. I'm just like, my brain's just like so active. I just can't sleep. Oh, get over yourselves. Jesus. Just put your head on a pillow for fuck's sake and fall asleep. Oh, I can't because I'm always thinking about stuff. Yeah, you're always thinking about stuff, but never do fuck all. Do you? You're just thinking about weird shit. Oh, God. I know it exists, people, but every everybody's got everything now. It's Is that a disability now? Is insomnia a disability? Oh, I've got no idea. Probably. Somebody's getting something for that or on a course, or in therapy for it. Hey, man, you don't understand what it's like not to be able to sleep. Just do more with your day. You know, every time I go to sleep, it's I'm collapsing into bed. Some nights after being up, after my little siesta in the afternoon. But, like, you get home at, like, 1, 2 in the morning. Go for a run. That'll fucking make you sleep, I tell you. Go for a swim, like I am. Now. Not at this very moment, obviously, people. Oh, I'm getting a bit ranty about that. But, so, oh, fucking hell. The amount of people I've met with insomnia. Or, uh, you know, like, oh, or, or, or on the spectrum at some level. Oh, some sort of, like, spectrum they're on. And it's never, it's never the, um, you know, nobody ever takes, everyone's high functioning who I've ever met who's on the spectrum who's on the autistic spectrum or something, they're all high-functioning. Nobody's like, (laughs) nobody ever admits, do they? I'm actually on the spectrum, but I am fucking retarded as fuck. I am not high-functioning at all. Everyone's a fucking genius these days, but they can't put it into action because they've got something holding them back. Something they've got to deal with in their lives. I don't know, I'm going off on a tangent here, but... Ah, Jesus. Nobody's, everybody's high-functioning. High functioning. Nobody ever turns. I'm slightly retarded, to be honest. 
like this is uh, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about this because somebody I, I you know somebody came up to me after a gig after I was doing some material or something and it was vaguely intelligent material vaguely you know it was poorly researched to be honest I don't do a lot of research into my material I'll google it and the first thing that comes up I'll go ah oh, that's that then that's that sorted um yeah it was vaguely vaguely intelligent material and said have you ever got yourself checked out by mensa have you ever had your intelligence checked out because i think you'll come up as very intelligent and i was like as they're talking to me i was literally scanning my brain for what mensa was i was like i know i've heard of that somewhere if you can't even remember what mensa is i don't think your intelligence level is that high or maybe they were, they were easily impressed. Maybe I used a big word and they went, oh my God, this guy's a fucking genius. I would never get myself uh, tested. I was having this exact conversation with somebody the other day. I would never get my intelligence tested because I'm, I'm living off the fact I did quite well in my A-levels. You know, I got two A's and a B in my A-level. I know. That was back in the day when it, they were A-levels were difficult. Hey, man, you've got no idea what they're like these days. I know. I know, young people. Um, but I've got two A's and a B in my A-level, right? And I've been coasting on that the whole of my life, thinking, yeah, I'm intelligent, but I don't need to put it into practice. Uh, because if I did get tested, there's a, there's a... It could go either way, I think. It could go either way. Uh, with my intelligence rating. I wouldn't be surprised either way if I was like fucking genius level intelligence or actually really retarded. Either I I fit somewhere in between there, really, and not at the genius level. It's going to be lower down. You know, like it's going to be towards average intelligence, towards, you know, licking a windscreen. That's it, as the car has just driven over me. <laughs> I think that's about it. Oh, dear. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the compliment anyway, person who said that. Uh, but you are massively misguided. Um, anyway, things in the news after the uh, watching the being freaked out by my uh, sleeping video this week, uh, I've... I've I have, the news is going crazy at the minute. Facebook wants to uh, be the future of money. Have you heard this, people? Facebook wants to set up its own currency now. I don't know what that is. Hasn't it got its own currency anyway? They just want to keep you online longer. That's it, isn't it? If we sit, set up our own Bitcoin, then we can keep people on longer and we can show them more ads and we can get more and more and more and more money out of them. Yeah, that's it. That's all they want to do. Really? Facebook? You want to, you know. I remember, like, you joined Facebook because you wanted to fuck people from school. You wanted to get in contact with them. It was a it was a beautiful time, 2008, when Facebook took off in this country. You know, you get in contact with people from school. Hey, how are you doing these days? How's the marriage going? You know, you feed those questions in, don't you? Hey, how are you doing? What are you up to these days? You married? Question mark. Hey. No, I'm not married at the minute. I'm just going through a divorce. Bang. That was it, wasn't it? Boom. 
Send a few more messages their way. Come on. I know you were doing it. And uh, and now, it's all about the money, all about the ads. We're going to show you an ad for this. Is this ad ver- relevant to you? No, it's not. It's not. It's not relevant to me. And now, they want to start their own currency. And once they've done that, they're going to take over all the currencies. And you'll never need money again. You just send a Facebook fucking message. I didn't realise you can actually send... I actually did do research for this, people. Um, I didn't realise you could actually send money on Facebook through a fucking, through Messenger. I never knew that. It's available in the USA, France and uh, the UK, apparently. I never knew that. All you need to do is register your PayPal account and then they've got those fucking details and then they can show you. Then they can examine what you're fucking buying through PayPal and show you more fucking ads. But yeah, apparently they want to set set up their own crypto. Is it cryptocurrency? I don't know. Have I just got that from somewhere? I don't know. Uh, But they want to set up their own cryptocurrency. And um, yeah. And And it'll be like Bitcoin, but only better because it's fucking Facebook. Does Mark Zuckerberg actually just want to take over the world? Does he actually? Is it? I imagine... They've replaced him by a Zuckerberg-looking robot at the moment. I imagine so. I imagine he's already had two in the back of the fucking head. As soon as they uh, sold shares in the company and floated them on the stock exchange, he had two in the back of the head and they just replaced him with a fucking robot that just goes out there. And uh, and then there's just a board of... uh, Fat directors, you know, just sitting around eating fucking chicken drumsticks with the fucking chicken in all, all their teeth and all the grease all over their fingers, just counting fucking money and finding other ways of getting money out of us. He's worth billions. Surely that's enough, isn't it? You know, Facebook used to be, hello, how are you doing? You used to poke people. Hello, how are you doing? You all right? You remember this? Oh, look at me dinner. Now it's like, fucking, we're going to take the fucking money. We're going to make our own money. And we're going to keep you online longer and longer and longer so you can see more fucking ads about things you don't want. That's all it is now, isn't it? Gone are the glory days. Gone are the glory days. But anyway, yeah, that's what Facebook wants to do. They want to set up money. And they do it as a way of making it easier for you, don't they? Oh, it's going to be easier for you. Yeah, it's going to be easier for you, Facebook, to show us more fucking ads and you generate more money so you can buy up more fucking shit and just monopolize everything. And then eventually you've got, like, you vote through Facebook and you do this through Facebook and that through Facebook. You send money like that. You'll get married through Facebook. They'll get everything. People being born through Facebook. That's probably not possible. I imagine. Anyway, so that's one thing uh, in the news. Fuck-ups of the week as well. Uh, here's a fuck-up for you. Uh, one of the MPs in um, in the UK, Scotland, Wales, England, Northern Ireland. One of the, uh, <laughs> one of the MPs, Mark Fields. Uh, this happened yesterday, I think. Uh, has been sacked for grabbing a crime... Uh, cl- climate. Fucking hell. A climate. 
change protester by the neck. That's what we do with climate change protesters in this country. Uh, apparently, well, not apparently, I've seen the video. The video is online, you can see it. Uh, Matfield has been suspended as minister after grabbing climate protester by the neck. It was a bit rough. It was at a black tie dinner or something like that. Climate change protester goes to walk towards the stage or approach another MP who was speaking. And he went a bit UFC on her. Grabbing her by the neck, got her in a chokehold. He didn't actually. If you read all the comments on Facebook, he did. He got a fucking hell. If you read all the comments on Facebook, it makes him sound. You know that bit at the end of um, Roadhouse when uh, Patrick Swayze, rest in peace. Patrick Swayze pulls the uh, fucking throat out of out of the guy on the beach. It sounds like he did that. If you read all the comments, basically he blocked away. He got the back of her neck like she was a puppy. <laughs> Like he was a mother dog carrying a puppy and uh, ejected her out. And now he's lost his job because of that. Uh, He was a bit rough, I think. He could have just blocked her, you know. He was a big guy, could have just blocked her. You know, she was female, the weaker species. Uh, Well, you know, in this scenario, she was smaller and weaker than he was. But, you know, maybe she could have, you know, Everything's uh, everything's equal these days. You should have just given him an elbow, dropped him, and then carried on. How much do you want to save the environment, sweetheart? That's it. She could have given him an elbow or gone for the classic knee to the groin, took him out of the equation. Uh, but uh, apparently, uh, well, Mark Field uh, escorted her out. Uh, but if you read all the comments underneath the news article, that's where the good stuff is, people. If you meet, uh, read all the comments under the article, it sounds like he fucking roundhouses there and fucking was strangling her on the way out like a rag doll. Um, but he just kind of sort of like got the back of her neck and that. But uh, the interesting thing about that is all the shit that comes out afterwards. That's what I like. You have a news story and it's all the shit that comes out afterwards. Um, and uh, one of the things... Uh, that I saw was like somebody uh, uh, on Facebook had gone back through his timeline, allegedly, although it looked a very fake quote, uh, and then said, uh, brought up a tweet or something uh, that some people were saying was true, some people were saying wasn't, that backed up how much of a misogynistic, like, aggressive asshole he was. It was a tweet about um, something about... uh, how he was on a train and turned down music. And then I got up and she asked somebody to turn down the music. And then I got up. This is how it went. The tweet. And then I got up and showed my physical size. Who talks like that? It's clearly made up that tweet. But whoever's making up these tweets, is the story not enough? You need to make up like a tweet and do a tweet. She got, she saw my physical presence and she turned down her music. If it's not true. Why are people making up those things? Is the story not enough? Because they need more of an argument, don't they? They need more evidence to show that this geezer's an asshole and to take him down. And if it is true, he is a fucking asshole. But allegedly, it's not true. Uh, the 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 tweet he sent and somebody's just like made up a tweet, photoshopped it, 
and put a tweet out there uh, because nobody could find it on his timeline, either that or he's, or he's deleted it. But why would you even do that? Just make up, like, random tweets uh, for people? Because people want to believe it. That's it. They want to... People want to... Like, if it's against their agenda these days, they want to, like, believe that um, people are complete assholes because it backs up their agenda that they've got. Um, yeah, so that was quite funny, like, reading all of that. Uh, she's not pressing charges. In a way, though. In a way, as a climate change protester, being as he has been suspended, she has helped the environment a little bit because he's not going to be going to Parliament now, is he? He's not going to be driving down there using that fuel. He's going to be at home, isn't he? So, you know, one at a time, climate change protesters. That's it. She's had a little bit of an impact on the environment there (laughs) by the fact that he won't be travelling down. Uh, to Parliament and using that petrol and polluting the environment. So, good honour. She's got a few grip marks on the back of her neck, but she's done a good job. <laughs> ah. Oh, we're, we're uh, sorry, I had to have a coughing fit then for a moment. I made myself laughing at, at a coughing fit. Um, we're at 33 minutes, people, but I've got one more thing to talk about. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, there was something else in the news that made me laugh. The Spearmint Rhino, Spearmint Rhino, pe- people, Rhino, uh, Spearmint Rhino people is a strip club um, that have multiple venues for women to get naked and get their boobs out in front of mainly men. Some women go there, don't they? And have a little look, you know, hey man, I'm curious, I'll go in. Uh, yeah, those sort of people. Uh, those sort of, you know, people who like looking at uh, naked women, I imagine, and don't not mind paying for the pleasure. Uh, but uh, Spearmint Rhino is under fire. I know. Who'd have thought that? A place where women get naked for money uh, in 2019 is under fire. I know. Nobody saw that coming. Apparently some feminists, 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 uh, feminists infiltrated Spearmint Rhino. Um, I don't know how they did that. Uh, they just paid to get in, I imagine. Uh, but it says in the news, infiltrated, like uh, they went through the windows, like the uh, fucking embassy storming by the SAS. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound like that. Go, 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 feminists. Go, go, go. Um, and they all smash through the doors and the windows and that. Hey, we're the feminist SAS. We come to shut you down. Uh, no, that's not what they've... Uh, hey, they just want better rights for women, don't they? And, uh, and sometimes go a little bit too far, maybe. Uh, but anyway, feminists have uh, infiltrated Spearmint Rhino. Uh, I don't know how they, uh, you know, they may not have done the SAS approach. They may have put on fake beards, gone in there, stood on each other's shoulders and that in a long Mac and just gone in there. (laughs) Uh, But they've uh, recorded uh, inside a Spearmint Rhino where they were shocked and appalled to find that women get their boobs out for money. No, that wasn't the only thing. Apparently, um... They went to the Sheffield Spearmint Rhino Strip Club and uh, 
and recorded people getting more than just uh, more than just lap dances. You know, I don't know. It didn't go into detail whether it was hand jobs, blow jobs, maybe a maybe a lap dance and some nachos. And they thought the nachos is demeaning to women uh, and uh, cultural appropriation uh, from Mexico. Uh, I don't know, but they were annoyed about the fact uh, that women are in there. But the strippers are fighting back. They are demanding that it's a human right, I imagine. I don't know. A human right to get their jugs out for money in front of paying customers who are doing it behind their wives' backs. I am, <laughs> but, um, Yeah, so the spearmint, uh, their fight, spearmint rhino strippers was the headline. A fight in the right to strip. It is my right to strip if I want to strip. I've got a great body. Uh... It is aging slightly, uh, but uh, it's still great, and people are willing to pay money to see my body. So I, it is my human right to get my boobs out in public and not be filmed. Oddly enough, it is uh, you, you're not actually meant to film in strip clubs, I don't think. So the old feminists, uh, I don't know. It's a difficult argument, isn't it? You know, like, if people want to do that for money, surely that's their, you know, that's their thing, isn't it? Those girls earn good money. You know, most of them do anyway. I imagine. I imagine there's a few rough ones that struggle. You know, they work the quiet nights, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You get the hotties at the weekend. But Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you get the fucking toothless fucking crones (laughs) straight from the fish market. I don't know. I don't know, really. I've been to a strip joint once in my life. Once. Uh, and that was on a stag do uh, in Birmingham. And I tell you what, the strippers were very nice. I didn't have a dance. It's not really my thing. A lot of the time. Uh, a lot of the time, it's not really my thing. So, like, I felt, you know, you feel a bit awkward. But we went, we went on a stag do. And I think we started drinking about 11 o'clock in the morning. And the cleaner, as we were walking, it was the Rocket Club on Broad Street in Birmingham. It's still there, I think. I remember doing Jonglers last year and walking past it and thinking, holy shit, this place is still there. But 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, uh, this strip job, uh, strip club opened. And um, I remember, like, there was about eight of us or something, and the cleaner was going in, and we said... God knows what they were cleaning up. But uh, we said, are you guys open? And the manager was going in at the same time. And he said, yeah, lads, just come in for a drink. And we went in. We had a few drinks early. There was a couple of girls there. I don't know. They could have been the cleaners. <laughs> this is a weird fetish. With your uh, with your duster on your head and your fucking pledge in your hand. This is very strange. Uh, it's a very strange strip club where people actually keep their clothes on and just go around, you know, taking, just taking a layer of dust off the tables. <laughs> but um, I remember later on uh, when we were drinking and uh, uh, it got to about seven o'clock at night and we just watched a United game or something like that, something, some football game, I think Man United were playing and some absolute penis we were with uh, when and smashed a bottle outside and, um, one of the one of the uh, clubs down Broad Street, 
and or one of the pubs down Broad Street. Um, and uh, then the radio, they all the uh, bouncers radio each other, and we are banned from everywhere. But the old, uh, the old Rocky Club let us back in. It was the only place down Broad Street that that would let us in because we weren't fucking assholes earlier, and um, we got rid of the guy who smashed the bottle. And we were allowed back in and we just sat there all night talking to the strippers. Uh, which, it was quite an interesting conversation. It got to the stage where we talked to them that much. We were about to lose our last train and they offered to put us up with, for the night. I know. You don't hear about that that much, do you? The philanthropy of strippers. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that's my stripper's story. They were bloody nice girls. That we were chatting to, you know, very friendly. They had to keep popping off every now and again. It was a broken conversation when other guys would come over, but they sat there with us all night just chatting. They didn't give a shit whether we uh, paid them for a dance or anything like that. We, I don't think anybody even had a dance with them. We were just sitting there having a laugh, chatting with them, and it was a bloody good night. Uh, we got the train home on the way home. By the way, that would have been a story, wouldn't it? Staying over one night in a fucking apartment with a load of strippers, Jesus. Uh, anyway, what are we on? 40, what? Oh, Jesus, man, this is meant to be half an hour, isn't it? I know, I'm finding, uh, I'm finding my voice is, uh, getting a little bit deeper at the minute. Maybe it's talking about strippers or maybe I'm starting to lose it. Uh, 41 minutes we've hit, people. That is, uh, episode 14 done and wrapped up. I'll be back on Tuesday, um, with another exciting episode. Probably a little bit less about strippers, I don't know. Maybe that could be it. We'll just change it to be the strippers podcast and get strippers ringing in. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. Anyway, uh, enjoy your rest of your Saturday, people. Uh, if you um, want to have a look at any videos, I'm, I'm still putting videos out. I've uh, got another couple of videos to upload to my YouTube channel, so you can have a look uh, at that. Just have a look. Uh, just Google Ben Briggs Comedy YouTube. Uh, like the Facebook page. It is uh, for this podcast at the Ben Briggs podcast. And uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll check in with you then. Thanks.